This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, we choose our COVID cohorts and go the fuck outside. Then we get into accessibility and podcasting, a little local genocide, you know how they do, and a Jamaican moment in black hair. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Tea with Queen and Jay. We in here. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I feel I feel refreshed and shit. That is good. That's I like. Good. I like. It's nice. It's rare. How you doing? I'm doing good. Doing pretty good. Feeling sexy out here. Okay. You know, just being a bap with my wop. You know. <laughs> being Ooh. a bap with your wop and your bap. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yes. it's a beautiful thing. It's mm. a beautiful thing. I'm thankful for it. Your WAP and mine. <laughs> thankful for all all the WAPs. <sighs> Welcome, Welcome to, to Tea, tea with, with Queen and Jay. We, we are, are two womanist race nerds talking, talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism, one episode at a time. time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea with Queen, Queen and Jay. If you would like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast, podcast, you can do so by using our hashtag, hashtag TBQJ. We love when you use it on all the social means. Also use the hashtag pod in and that allows other people to know that you are listening to Tea with Queen and Jay. Be sure that you are following us on the social means. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Tea with QJ and we are also on Facebook and Tumblr. We're still there. We're still holding space there. Just search for Tea with Queen and Jay and you can just follow us there. Send us tea mail. We love when you send us tea mail. Send us questions, comments from the silly. Those can go to Jay and the serious. They can come to me if they're not too heavy. Tea with Queen and Jay at gmail.com is how you send us your tea mail. Every episode, we pour libations for the people, places, and things that are giving us black ass black joy. These are our shout outs. These are our pour one out for the homies. These are our fucking cheers. This is where we celebrate. Queen, what are you pouring libations for this week? I am pouring libations for my COVID cohorts. So, yeah. So, what is a COVID cohort? Something that I stole from. I don't know why. It makes me think of that noise. Ew, that sounds I'm like phlegm to me. Ear. It does, but that's just the, that something with the When COH. I hear that noise, I look back oh. like, ew, who did that? Cohorts. Who did that? COVID cohorts. Ugh. All right, sorry. Good. But yeah, COVID cohorts, something I stole from work because we have to adjust to this new life that we live in or whatever. Yep. So, COVID cohorts are basically the groups of people who you kind of congregate with during COVID. But with my friendship ones, we're just all being really responsible and making sure that we're honest about our status, honest about if we've been around other people and things like that. Um, So I'm just happy that I have COVID cohorts with people that are really responsible. We were planning to go to the beach. Mm-hmm. And one of the people in our cohort was like, yo, I was at, I was out and it was people, there were strangers there. So I think I should stay home and, you know, sit this out. And it was just like, oh my God, I know responsible people. And then we yeah. all were like, uh, I kind of uh, did this. Mm-hmm. And then this I, is where I was, this is who I saw. <laughs> this is what I did, you know, like yeah. whatever. But it's nice to know that I have 
community around me who is still taking the social distancing, taking all of these precautions just as seriously as mm-hmm. we were previously. So that's yeah. fucking dope. So I want to pour libations to all of my COVID cohorts. Y'all doing mm-hmm. a thing. We doing a damn thing. I like that. What are you pouring libations for, Jay? Um, I am pouring libations for black girls having fun together. All variety of black girls and black girl identifying people having a good time together. I thought about it because I have been kicking it with my COVID cohorts. So I thought about it because of that. And I'm also watching Cardi and Megan, not just their music video, but the live, the little YouTube live mm-hmm. that they did beforehand. Yeah. Kind of talking about working together and just enjoying like being black girls together yes. and like talking shit. And that oh, whole wait, Cardi's thing... black? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> ha! Ha! Go you ahead, girl. Started. Anyway, um... <laughs> Yeah, so I really enjoyed that. And while there are places that are still opening up, we are still quarantining. So, like, a lot of us are at home. So, they're doing this live and, like, we're all messaging each other. Like, hey, they about to go live. I was <laughs> yeah, uh, chatting yeah. with this guy I'm talking to. I was like, oh, the president's about to come on. Da-da-da-da. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it, was, it was appointment viewing. We mm-hmm. all, like, stopped what we was doing to watch this. And I appreciated that when we did tap in, it was just too... Black girls smiling and laughing at each other. Yeah. And I really, I really think that those things and those moments are valuable. And I really, um, yeah, I really enjoyed seeing that shit, yo, because we know that black girls do that. Like, and it was just nice to see it, like, in public, mm-hmm. in, a sp- in a hip-hop space yeah. where people tell us that that never happens. Damn. Meanwhile, every time I turn on Instagram... Freaking Rico Nasty going live with somebody. Chica going live with, with somebody. somebody. Like, yep. all the rap girls are going live with each other. Like, it's... We hang out with each other. You know what I'm saying? We As do. black girls. We so, do. it was it was just cool to see it at that level of a platform with that many people watching. Black girls having fun. And that's a part of why niggas are mad. And I love it. And I enjoy it. And I'm thankful for it, yo. I had a little bit of a moment, yo. No, I I, I did too. I agree. It was a good Mm -hmm. moment. Really good fucking moment. This is the part of the show where we tell you how you can support Tea with Queen and Jay podcast. But before we do that, we want to remind everyone that the uprising has not stopped. Black Lives Matter. And that shit will not stop until everybody is free. There's still protesters in the streets. There's still people who are locked up and need to be bailed out. There are still petitions floating around. There's still organizations that need your support. So we put in our show notes, there is a an article with a list of organizations around the country from state to state that you can support. It includes bailout funds, it includes protest organizations, it includes organizers, it includes it's a whole bunch of shit in there. So definitely take a look at that because this shit is not over regardless to the quiet and the silence that you might be seeing on your timeline. Yeah, or your TV if you're still engaged with media in that way. Facts, facts, facts. Yeah, so let's get into donations. This podcast, this one, T Between and J, rerun on your support. You are the you know you help keep this going. So there are two ways that you can donate to T with Queen and J. You can go to our website, teawithqueenandj.com, slide down on our homepage, and there's where we have two options. True. Our first option is our PayPal option, and that is where you can put however much you want in a pot, however many times you want, no commitment there. And our second option is our Patreon option, and that is where we're asking for $2 a month. 
You can give more or less. That is up to you, but we are only asking for $2. We also appreciate non-monetary support, and that is by liking and sharing this podcast on social media, telling a friend about this podcast, rating and reviewing this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever apps that you use to listen to podcasts. There's so many of them, so we don't want to leave those out. And make sure that whatever you're using, rating, reviewing, comment, all of that helps grow Tea with Queen and Jay. That's right. If you would like to sponsor Tea with Queen and Jay podcast, if you'd like to advertise with us, if you'd like to hear your ad on Tea with Queen and Jay, T-mail us at teawithqueenandjay at gmail.com. If you'd like to hire us to speak at your school or organization about white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism, womanism, black feminism, black hair, or some shit you've heard us discuss on the podcast, or if you'd like us to do a virtual live show or consult you or your team, send us your T-mail at teawithqueenandjay at gmail.com. We actually have donation libations this week. Queens, you want to let us know about our new patrons? Yes. So new patrons, we have Anise, Delaney, Eleanor, Shabani, Larado, Spencer. And Spencer says, to my sisters, I affirm that you too will receive the desires of your heart. They are being prepared for you as we speak. Your work has changed me. Thanks for all that you do. Peace, love, respect, and blackness. Spencer. Oh, thanks, Spencer. Thank you, Spencer. And we got one PayPal donation this week from Boosie. And Boosie says, hello, T with Queen and Jay. Just wanted to add my contribution to the collection plate. May you both continue to grow from strength to strength. Love from Toronto. Thank you so much. We appreciate you from Toronto, yo. Y'all are great. Y'all are great. Yeah. Yeah, so it's time. Let's get into the show. There ain't no place like There's no place like home. I mean, no place, child. All right. What kind of tea are you drinking? I am drinking green tea. Mm. And it's very delightful. What are you drinking? Okay. Twinsies. I'm drinking jasmine green tea. And it's fucking delicious. Okay. What are your pronouns? She, her. What are your pronouns? My pronouns are she, her, they, them, and separate from my pronouns, I am not a lady or ladies. So she please don't refer not to a me lady. as that or us as ladies. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> She's not. So thank you for that. Yes. What are you affirming for yourself this week? I affirm, as I always affirm, I will always affirm that I am a bad bitch. I affirm that I am enough. I affirm that I will be self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma. I also affirm that I am well-rested, my hair and fashions are popping, my body and mind are healthy, and that I will forever and always turn up on these motherfucking hoes. I affirm that we will continue to have a safe and healthy reopening of New York City. I also extend that to other cities in the world, actually. It's a fucking Mm -hmm. pandemic for the world. And I also affirm... 2020 will still be full of bundles for everyone. It will still be fruitful. Mm-hmm. It will still be abundant. Whatever it is that you need in abundance will still be available to you. Okay? So I want to affirm that to everyone who's listening to Tea with Queen and Jay. I love it. Mm-hmm. What are you affirming, Jay? What you affirming? I affirm for myself, I affirm a life of abundance, health, wealth, sustainable, rewarding, and financially beneficial self-employment. As I cautiously spend more time outside with my COVID cohorts, I affirm health and COVID-free living. Mm -hmm. I had a little little cough scare today. I had a little (laughs) 
<laughs> it was not even cohorts. I was, I was My there. Cohorts. I was there for that, folks. It was nothing. All right. She well, just had dry mouth. Your girl was concerned. It was a dry was cough. Concerned. All right. And then she Googled. Anyway, and, yeah, and, and then it never happened. Yeah. I did Google all the symptoms again. I was like, let me read this through. <laughs> let me read this she was through like, Wait, again. Do I have shortness of breath? I'm like, bitch, you were just breathing. <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, I'm fine. Everything's fine. I affirm health and COVID-free living. I affirm that I am enough. I affirm that my apartment is paid for. My rent is paid. I am productive. Opportunities are fruitful and bountiful without trauma. And I affirm liberation and power to all people. Mm, thank you. Affirmations. I yes, like that. Yes, Firm yes, that. Yes, yes, Firm yes. that for us. So Jay and I, of course, in the same fucking COVID cohort that would just mm-hmm. court. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, obviously, like one of our cohorts would have her and I in it together, mm-hmm. and we tried to plan a trip with our cohort. <laughs> we did. We did try to plan a, a beach trip. You did actually. I was very impressed with all of your planning and doing of yeah, things and I don't scheduling do things. of things. I don't yeah. do things. I'll show up, but I won't do things. Um, I was like, look at the things being done. All right. Yeah, it's always too many moving parts, and I'm just like, you know what? Forget it. You know. Mm-hmm. You did it though. You did but it. I did it. You I know it. because people who were in the group were like not like my family so mm-hmm. <laughs> it mm-hmm. wasn't traumatizing triggering or anything like that so, um, <laughs> <laughs> happy to be of service Good. oh god so yeah we planned a trip to the beach and it was a wonderful beach. i had a really good a, time it was a perfect day yo same so same to, same to me same here i was thinking when you first started planning i was like let me see who all going <laughs> And see, because I hadn't been outside yet. I hadn't been, like, when you first started planning, I hadn't been, I hadn't gone anywhere. I hadn't seen anybody. And I was like, I, I need to make sure that the people who we go with have all been taking this seriously. seriously. And, uh, like, know that the goal when we go out there is not to fucking give each other fucking COVID. It's yeah. to have a nice beach day, stay as far away from each other That's as we possible. reasonably can. Yeah. yeah. And have a good time. So everybody was real transparent about where they had been and what they had been doing or whatever. And I really appreciated that. Yeah. And um, and then it was just us two. So. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, it started off where it was pouring rain all of a sudden. Yeah, and we that planned was not one in the beach day at all. It oh, yeah. wasn't. We planned one yeah. beach day. We were all supposed to go. And then in the forecast, it was rain. It was like, all right, we'll wait, wait till the next week. Next week, it was supposed to be no rain in the forecast. We get out there. It's pouring rain. Well, it wasn't pouring. It was just <laughs> it was regular raining. raining. So we're in Long Island, the racist capital of fucking New York State yes. City. Uh, I don't know. The race New York, it gets pretty racist. But anyway. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it gets, gets pretty don't racist leave outside the five boroughs. <laughs> yeah. True, yeah. true, true, true. Anyway, the most racist little town closest to the five boroughs were in Long Island. The goal was not to hang out in Long Island. The goal was to fucking go get off the bus, get off the train, go to the beach, beach. get back on the train, and, and go back, back home. But it was boroughs. raining. Yeah, it was raining. So it was like, fuck, we're out here now. Now we got to walk amongst the locals. Anything could happen. Anything. Anything. Who knows we're here? Who even knows that we're part, here? That part. That part. So we're in this little uh, Gilmore girl town <laughs> and it was like quaint and it had little shops and stuff. And yeah. that's where all the white people know each other's names so that when they need to get you, yeah. they just call Tom down the road and they're like, hey, bring your truck. 
there's two black yep. girls here, whatever. So we're like, wow, danger. But it was raining <laughs> yep. and we needed to like, you know, cop a squat somewhere and somewhere. wait the rain out. It was supposed to stop raining at a certain time. So we're like, all right, we'll just go kick it in this racist diner and, you know, see, see what, what happens. happens until it's time. Right. Until it's time to go to the beach. So I found this diner. We get there. It's in it's it's in the cut kind of like you have to turn off the main road to get to this diner and i'm like this has just increased the level of danger that we're in <laughs> but um i didn't think it was that in the cut we, we just turned the corner <laughs> listen you probably felt like it was in a cut because we were in long island in that gilmore girls town yeah we literally was on a main road and then turned right, <laughs> and then it was right there. that that was the cut to me it what you were saying is correct but when I turned that corner, I was like, fuck, this is in the cut. <laughs> so, yeah. So the ra- racism um, multiplied or was whatever happens when you add a number to an exponent. So that's how I felt. But we get in there. The lady is mad nice. It was weird. I was so nervous at first. I'm like, why is she being nice to me? <laughs> why is this woman being so welcoming and nice? Yeah. Yeah. And like some would say she was being a normal person. Yeah. But um But um we're not new to this town. We are so new to this strange. town. We're new to that town. <laughs> oh okay. but we're not new to fucking racism. Long Island or racism. Yeah. So that was pretty that caught us off guard. Yeah. They were wearing masks and being cautious in there. And honestly, as as Long Island is a white town and that's where New York imports their racist cops from. Yep. I really thought we was going to get off that train in Long Island. Everybody's going to be without their mask and they were all going to have their Trump arm bracelets the, on. Or their red and hats. Their hats. Or their red hats, yes. Yeah, that's what I assume too. Mm-hmm. That is that's what, what we I think of you, Long Island. You really, um, you know, set, uh, set the tone for yourself. So anyway... <laughs> Yeah, so she was mad nice. She was. The food was mad good, which I also wasn't expecting. Me neither. And we ordered seafood dishes. Mm-hmm. And my mother always told me, well, if the, if it's not a seafood restaurant, you don't order a seafood dish. Because you don't know that where is, they got that shit from. That is uh, true. But I didn't care. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wanted what you I wanted. You were stranded in Long Yeah, we were stranded in Long Island. And it was good. It was good. It was fresh. When we first sat down, we don't know the woman's name, but she was like, hey. We were like, we're not sure if we're going to eat. We're trying to wait out the rain. She's like, oh, well, if you're just sitting, it's okay. Just sit. That's something I'm not fucking used to. I'm used to New York City. Hurry up and buy. Like No one does that. I said I might get some tea. She was like, listen, it's raining. (laughs) Sit here as long as you want. You don't have to buy anything. Hang out. I was like, what? Can't you see us? Can she, like I have box braids in my hair. It was a lot. Black. We were both very obviously black. Yeah, it was just like, what's happening here? What's happening here? Jay was tripped out because a guy came into he was eating and he was like to the woman who was um Oh my god, it was cheers. Everybody <laughs> knew each other's name. Yeah. That's the other thing. That usually, again, with the multiplying and the exponents, that usually <laughs> heightens the level and adds to the math of racism when everybody knows each other. Yeah. So they everyone, it's again a Gilmore girls town. So everyone is coming in and having Gilmore conversations yep. with each other. Like they know each other for years on first name basis. All white people, of course. Yeah, they they're talking or whatever, and you just think it's like, okay, maybe they just know each other other from living here right. but not like know each other know each other and this man is like yeah we'll show you next time you come to the house <laughs> <And> just- <laughs> <laughs> it 
Like, yeah, next time you come to the house, I'll give you da 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 da. I'm like, why are y'all at each other's house? What kind of place is this? Where are we? Where are we? This is not what goes on in New York. Okay. No. What is happening right not now? And again, can you see us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's one this one man um was showing his friend something on his phone and it was really, really loud and he just turned around and was like, I'm sorry guys. And it was just like, huh? <laughs> like, so they can see us. <laughs> they can see us. It was weird. It was weird. That his phone is loud while we're trying to eat our food. It, it was, was weird. weird. We are saying this not because we've never left our house, but because we're used to mad racism. You know? <laughs> we're used to mad racism. It doesn't mean that we, yes, we have met nice white people from Long Island, but not that many and not for that long a period of time as we spent in that place. Yeah. And like, it was weird. It was weird. It was weird. It was weird. We tell this mundane lackluster story of being in a greek diner in long island to say that we had a good day we, we did a good meal and the place is called greek garden so <laughs> if you're ever in babylon in long island it is called that it is called babylon if you're ever there stop by greek garden all right <laughs> tell them see with queen and jay sent you yeah tell them we sent you yeah. the day continued on to be great the rain stopped and the sun came out like it never rained. Yeah, it was the forecast was saying it was going to be cloudy. So I was like, all right, we'll go to the beach. I'll wear my jacket. I'll just read a book. <laughs> yeah, It'll I was like, I day. have a blanket. I'll just cuddle, sit in my chair, read my book. Same. Bomb ass beach. The sun day. came out like, bitch, fuck the rain. Like, this is what I do. I shine. I heat oh, shit up. All right? It's summertime in this bitch. You've been in a house? Your legs are white for no reason? <laughs> Come outside. Get this tan. Get this tan. Okay? Nature is popping. Clouds is doing good. Sky is clear. It's been less pollution since y'all niggas been indoors. Come enjoy the sunshine. Mm-hmm. Come and enjoy the sun. It was good. It was beautiful. It was we were really able nice. to to sit six feet apart on the beach. We were over six feet apart, yeah, I think. Could, yeah. And we could still hear each other. Perfectly it, it, it wasn't like weird. I did think, I was like, are we going to, is that going to be too far? Like, what's that going to be about? But it was perfect. It, and it helped because if the beach was close to empty because right. because it was a weekday probably because mm-hmm. it was raining in the morning it deterred other people yeah. but it wasn't even like loud stuff happening around us the loudest thing mm-hmm. was the ocean like literally it was the perfect fucking yeah day. so perfect so beautiful it was nice to be out be out in the sun a lot of times when i when i do go out it has been for like errands or work or whatever mm-hmm. so it was nice to go out and like my whole day just be about leisure yeah and yeah. none of my day attached to, like, trying to monopolize my day to, like, because I don't go out a lot. So when mm-hmm. I'm out, I'm trying to do all the things. But it was nice to just, like, leisure all fucking day. You know mm-hmm. how well I slept that night? That was perfect. It was so good. It was great. I loved it. We were there in a sundown town. Yeah. Until sundown. And we survived it. We did. You know? We did. Um, is Long Island a sundown town? Yes. that's it that's it there was nothing after that there's nothing after that our uber driver on the way back was a black person from long island and he did not seem to be as uh afraid of being there (laughs) as we were so listen hey these are the stories we've heard from being lifelong new yorkers with black parents yes and meeting white people from Long Island. You guys are terrible. Yeah, so I'm telling you. All about police are imported from great. there. So that's right. That just, that's right. That just tells you what it is. 
Nah, but it was a dope day. If you can go to the beach, everybody doesn't live in a state with the beach. If you live in a state with the beach and, you, and it's not Florida and your beach is open <laughs> and your you know you, your state is taking social distancing seriously, seriously. In, in New York, the beaches are at half capacity, and once it hits capacity, they close the beach and like nobody else can get on. If you are in a town or city or state where you have a beach and they're being careful, I would suggest a fucking fucking social distanced beach day mm-hmm. because get some fucking sun. Like I know in New York, it, it has been hard for me to go outside and because of where I live in the city, it's been hard for me to go outside and just get air without being around mad people because mad, mad people outside. Mm-hmm. That's just like what it is. So it was nice to go somewhere, be outside where I was not surrounded by mad people. So if you can get to the beach, I would suggest going to the motherfucking beach. So. I do too. Yeah. If you're able to like, cause we did it on a weekday. So it made it less people cause we were there on a weekday. So if you are able to arrange to go somewhere on a weekday, we suggest that be the time when you try to fucking do that shit, you know? Yep. But nah, we had a really good time. Yeah, it was perfect. It was our first time seeing each other since fucking March. Since fucking March. Yep. In person. In person. Went yeah. to a podcast conference in March. Uh, we came back and we never saw each other again. <laughs> and it's August. Okay? And we usually see each other several week. days a week. Yeah. Yes. Every week for at least two days out the week. Yes. We were seeing each other. And then we went to a podcast festival in March and never saw each other again. Ever again. Yeah. And then we saw each other, all we could do was elbow touch. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, yo. If we didn't have to sit in the diner, we wouldn't have ever sat that close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or been that close to each yeah. other. But we were just like, Even hey. that, we were talking, we're like, we wanted to like take a break from our mask, we're like turning mm-hmm. our heads, not looking at each other while yeah. we were talking and like all of this it was stuff. The whole thing. It was it weird was and awkward, but it's what we had to do. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's what we had to do. It was good, but a key component in your COVID cohort situation is making sure that there's trust. So, like, you have to trust that the person who's telling you where they've been, who they've been hanging out with, and all of that shit is being, like, forthright and honest about those things. Mm -hmm. So, if you know you're talking to your homegirl who lies, like, we all have one one of those friends. Yeah, we all do. know that friend who lies. She's not in your cohort. She's not. She shouldn't be one of your COVID cohorts, yo. At all. The lying friend, she could still be your friend, but, like, this is not... Yeah. time to play those kind of games agree agree so trust is really important with that honesty is really important and i also would suggest grilling everybody you know like if you start yes. like dating if you're like trying to cautiously date and shit like that like every time i've been hanging out with somebody every time i hang out with that person since the last time I'm like all right so where you been before we yes. hang out where you been yep. that's what i did where, too. what's up what's the story with your roommate did you go here? Did to you go, go there? there? Or whatever. Yeah, that's It's a new world. Same. It's a new world. It's weird and it's uncomfortable, but that's like, that's what it is. Because it's not only do I not want to get sick, but I have other people that I would like to see. And I need to be able to say, where the fuck you been? And I need to also feel like I can trust all of my fucking cohorts. Yeah. So like, what's good? Yo, I don't want to be out here coughing. <laughs> coughing is a natural occurrence. Because of my cohorts. That happens outside of... COVID. Well, I don't want to be coughing because I have COVID okay. in my cohorts. Yeah, I don't want a exactly. COVID cohort cough. Exactly. I agree with that. I agree with so. that. But yeah, be honest. And then I think if you, like say you have a week or a period where you see different, let's say you have more than one cohort and you mm-hmm. see different cohorts, I think after like 
Like now, after, I'm on quarantine for two weeks because I mm. was with y'all. I've been with <laughs> my boo. Um, mm. I over the weekend, last weekend, I was with in Pennsylvania. So I've mm. I've did a couple of things where I was around different cohorts of folks. So my ass is gonna stay in one place for about two weeks just to right. make sure, and then go back out. It's it's okay mm. to do that. It's okay to like fucking not go out every fucking week either. You know so. Right. I belong to the streets, so I'm going out again next weekend. Mm-hmm. But I am going out with my regular like cohort mm-hmm. who I be hanging out with now, whatever. So that. But this weekend is, is okay. far from like what Saturday this weekend. That's like a, a, a... oh true yeah that's true it is a, it is a whole week <laughs> that's it that's a, a while week. it's not like you're yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just going out going right. out going out going out right going it out, feels out, like it feels like it to me though because I be inside now it feels like the streets. <laughs> belong to the streets <laughs> that's how i feel yo i belong to the streets now oh gosh it's funny it. you said that you had a moment in black hair yes moment you haven't th- done one of those in a while since the shutdown <laughs> you're right we were like there's there's yeah. no there's no hair anymore no none none at all Jay, can you just tell our listeners really quickly, what is a moment in black hair? Yes, a moment in black hair is when we talk about motherfucking black hair. We talk about our black hair wins. We talk about our black hair fucking, what the fuck? I don't want to say losses, but like black hair is political when it shouldn't be. We just be out here trying to live and black hair is politicized due to white supremacy. It's a fucking thing. It shouldn't be. But we take this time to celebrate black hair. We take this time to address what's trying to fucking oppress us Mm -hmm. because of our hair. And this is our moment in black hair. So what you got? So. (sighs) All right. Let me take a deep breath, too. (laughs) I already feel like I know where this is going. Yeah. Okay. So Jamaica's high court ruled a school was legally right. And banning a child with dreadlocks. So I got this article from CNN.com. The issue began in July 2018. And that's when Kensington Primary School asked the mother of a five-year-old. And they call her in this article ZV because she's a minor. To cut mm-hmm. her hair because it's not accepted, you know, in the school. Or she'll be withdrawn from the school. Yeah, so she couldn't attend classes or whatever. If if her mom didn't cut her hair, this is a five-year-old girl. The mother took her to court because she just refused to cut her daughter's hair. So this has been an mm-hmm. ongoing case for about two years. While the case was going on, the child was still allowed to go to school with her dreadlocks in her hair. More details about the school is that it was an unwritten policy. So it wasn't like a policy written somewhere, like in the books where the mother signed something or whatever when it comes to tuition and stuff like that. It was just kind of like an unwritten policy that they don't accept braids, beads, Mm -hmm. or locking of the hair. Because they feel that parents cannot wash children's hair with dreadlocks. Oh, my God. Defense. I didn't know this was going there. Sorry. I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming. That caught me off guard. Oh, that's like... Which leads to lice and other insanitary conditions. Lice Um, don't even like black girl hair. Lice don't even like fucking 4C hair like that. But go ahead. It doesn't. So that's what was in the court judgment that CNN obtained. So that's what the Mm -hmm. school was saying about 
hair, dreadlock hair in particular, why they don't accept it in the school. So this is a statement from the Jamaica's High Court as to why they ruled that the school could do this. The objective of creating a more controlled, hygienic environment is important to the proper order and effective learning at the school and does not prevent the claimant from enjoying religious freedom and the expression of the religious choice and the cultural identity to which her parents describe in their household, the ruling said. I don't understand that because uh, part of Rastafari is very specifically like, I mean, I know that there are people who practice Rasta who don't lock their hair, Mm -hmm. but for those that do... A part of that is often that we no, we don't cut our hair. Like yeah, that's like a thing, exactly. and that's common knowledge for a lot. So I just, I, I just find this wording really strange. Mm-hmm. And I know you said that you were going to talk about this, but I didn't know it was going to be as fucking inflammatory as it is. Like just the you can't, the, it's ridiculously you can't wash the hair. Like, the, it's yeah. like what, what? What are you talking about? What the fuck yeah. are you talking about? And then with mm-hmm. reading the article. It doesn't state if this family is actually Rastafarians or not. I'm not okay. sure if maybe if that's what they use as a defense or not, because they don't get into that into article. But it was mm-hmm. like the insertion of that as if. As if they're trying to say you guys aren't Rasta, so it, this shouldn't matter to you. Yeah. And it's like, okay. why shouldn't it? There's still a person's hair and right. they should be able to do whatever they want with their right. hair. I can see people are more sensitive about religious practices. Mm -hmm. But if this is how you want your hair to grow, if it's independent of even a religious practice, then what the, like, it should uphold and stand tall as well. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So that is what happened with that. This ruling came about July 31st of this year. So that's why this is like a current story because the ruling just came down that the school was right in Mm -hmm. dismissing the child. The Family is not sure what they're going to do because school shut down in March when everything shut down because of COVID and mm-hmm. kids have not returned back to school yet. Um, mm-hmm. I think they probably do in the next coming weeks. But yeah, the, the family has to decide, I guess, where their child goes to school because the school has a right to say mm-hmm. that she has to cut her hair. Right. That's yeah. disturbing. It's it's, a, it's, it's incredibly but, disturbing. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I guess I'm more surprised by the language Mm-hmm. of it i'm more surprised by like the words that they're using to make this ignorance like acceptable mm-hmm. is really strange what i do know as a like fucking member of the jamaican diaspora mm-hmm. and a fucking like you know former practicing like rastafarian kind of adjacent ass bitch mm-hmm. is that like a lot of people associate locks with jamaica locks with rastafarianism but that doesn't mean that the country as a whole and the government co-signs that shit or supports that shit it still has been seen traditionally as anti-establishment it's not a respectable thing to do they're the renegades right 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 traditionally right so that we we know that like locks dreads have become uh, more quote-unquote fashionable for lack of a better word even though they were always fashionable people was always looking at rasta or whatever mm-hmm. but like in terms of like um the style and what's considered neat and yeah. this that or whatever mm-hmm. like people have there's different types of locks there's freeform locks there's locks that are more manicured yeah. there's like all different ways that people are expressing locks that we, there are all different ways that people are perceiving locks like back in the day 
there was this thing where you it was things that you could not do with locks in your hair. It was like a big decision because it wasn't it was it was it was considered less respectable than even having a natural and yeah. having a natural yes. was not considered mm-hmm. respectable. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was a lot of that ignorance of thinking, oh, well, your hair is dirty. Yep. And that, that whole shit with lice is really stressing me out. But anyway, your hair is dirty and you can't wash it and you don't this and that and it doesn't look kept and blah, 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 blah. So that was even more of a thing. But yeah. But yeah so while people do associate locks with Jamaica, that doesn't mean that everybody in Jamaica is like, yeah, everything is Irish. Everything is not fucking Irish. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> everything is not fucking Irish in jamaica everybody is not with the shits it's just as respectable as black folks in the u.s like there are respectable yes. factions of niggas everywhere that you go yep Agreed. so there's people that's down with that rasta shit whether they are rasta or not like yeah of course that is a part of the culture and for people some people they're more accepting of that shit depending on who you are depending on where you're from and shit like that but they're also parts of the population for which that is cons- looked down upon and considered um you know, on the fringes of society yeah, and yeah. not respectable and not appropriate if you want to be a certain type of person. So I understand. I I can see how a school would try and pull that shit the same way schools across the, the fucking world that have black students shit. try and do the same shit. So mm-hmm. that's not like a big shocker. But the language, it just is so archaic to me that it's like, this is what we're going to say. And yeah. that the government would would say that it's not... It doesn't prevent the claimant from enjoying religious freedom and the expression of that religious choice and cultural ethnicity. That is real. Oh, okay. To which her parents subscribe in their household. It sounds like they're trying to say these people are not Rasta, so this is not. Yeah, yeah. This should not be a thing for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I was saying. That that's mm-hmm. what it seemed like they're saying. But right. it's like, how does that remove a person's choice of how they want to do their hair? Because it's now not connected to a religious mm-hmm. practice. Then now it's like, oh, so it don't matter. It shouldn't matter yeah. to you, but you, right. the choice you made for your hair. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't matter. You should just be able to cut mm-hmm. it because it's not like you're Rasta anyway. So Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. It's bullshit. I did see you addressed it, but there was conversation about like, what? Can't have dreads in Jamaica. But <laughs> where, where can you go? Like, you know, like. If you can't have dreads in Jamaica, then where can you have dreads at all? That's funny. Yeah. I mean, just because a place is the origin of the place doesn't mean the place as a whole is accepting of that. That is still a minority of the population. That is still, you know, uh, yeah, Bob Marley made it popular. And so now it's white people walking around with dreads and shit like that. But it's that doesn't everything is not fucking Irie, yo. It is not Irie. (laughs) Okay. That's why people go so hard in saying it is Irie. It's because niggas everywhere is trying to be free. <laughs> niggas everywhere are trying to be free. It's not fucking Irie. Irie is a way of life, yo. Yeah, Just cool. Rasta, yeah. Rasta is a way of life, okay? And it's a way of, it's an intentional way of life. And so saying that things are cool, being kind to your brother, man, believing in fucking, in black people, above all things, all of these are proactive ways to fucking dismantle white supremacists i'm gonna throw in patriarchal capitalism but you know they was, was fucking girl. with the patriarchy girl, so yeah i know but i'm just i'm just talking about rasta in general you know, know they yeah. fuck with the patriarchy no, like everybody hard, else heavy. but genesis rastafarianism doesn't every religious practice does unless you have a deity right or but anyway <laughs> dismantling the system takes work yeah. so Irie is a fucking state of mind Shit being cool, man, is a state of fucking mind. The everything you don't walk in the door and it's like, ah, oh, Jamaica is so fucking iry. No. no, no, it's problems. It's problems. They send it's their kids everywhere. to school in suits. 
<laughs> okay, that's a respectable ass place. Their uniforms and suits. <laughs> that's a respectable ass place. I'm like, why yeah, are these kids in suits? It's a lot of respectability. <laughs> it's a lot of respectability. Why are you in a short suit, there? man? What are you? What, right. like, what are you doing? Definitely a short suit. Yes. <laughs> Like, what is the purpose of this? You know. Yeah. That's interesting to see it like that. Like, oh, you can't have dreads in Jamaica. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be free anywhere. You can't. And you, can't you do not anywhere. have to be a place where there's a majority white population for white supremacist yes. ideas to not exist. Yes. That's not how it has to be. White supremacy yep. is all up and through African all up countries. And through. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have to be a place where the large majority of the population is white for white mm-hmm. supremacy ideals and ideas and systems to fucking be happening amongst people. Yep, yeah. Doesn't colonialism been... did its thing, exactly. hard body, and it be whole ass black nations it be a... that's still holding on to that bullshit. It be your own people. That's just an example of that. You know. Your enemy could be your best friend, and your best enemy could be well. Anyway, I believe that. I don't remember the quote, but <laughs> it be your own people, okay? It be your own people. Well, I hope that this student is somewhere. This little girl is somewhere where she can go to a different school. Yeah, I hope so. And doesn't have to deal with the trauma of now after all this shit. It ending with her actually having to cut her hair. That would be some fucking bullshit. It's yo. unfortunate and ridiculous. And white supremacy is everywhere. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know why y'all be thinking that it's not <laughs> everywhere. It's probably white supremacy happening on Mars. Like, the Martians mm-hmm. are like, shit. <laughs> why yeah. we let them here? All right. Let's like, cleanse. Uh, let's wash this shit off mm-hmm. by paying a black woman. Let's get into pay black women. Right. Give me your fucking money. Pay black women is... A segment where we center black women-owned businesses, initiatives. You could be a black woman who just needs lunch money. You could be a black woman who needs uh, fucking money for transportation. You could just not want to have to, like, pay for to get your own nails done. I mean. You deserve. You fucking deserve. You fucking deserve. You fucking deserve. So if you are a black woman, feel free to submit us. You can submit yourself for pay black women. You can submit somebody else's business for pay black women. Our pay black women segment is open to all black women. And we know that black women, of course, includes trans women, cis women, all variety of women are included in our pay black women segment. If you are an AFAB non-binary person, we welcome you to participate in this segment here at Tea with Queen and Jay as well. If you are an indigenous woman you are welcome to submit yourself or submit another indigenous woman that you know to our pay black women segment and we are down to highlight your business your initiative your nonprofit, or whatever you have going on we are down to highlight that shit as well so if you are an indigenous woman if you are an indigenous afab non-binary person you are welcome to join and be highlighted in this segment what we do ask is that You remember that Queen and Jay are black women as well. So if you are someone who can afford to advertise and purchase ad space with with Queen and Jay, then we suggest and would love for you to do that. We want people to take advantage of this resource who either need it or maybe you just want to highlight somebody else's business that you really like. But if it's your own business and you believe that you can afford to inquire about 
and potentially pay for ad space on Tea with Queen and Jay, we ask you to do that. We're not here checking nobody's pockets. So if you hit us up and you're like, hey, I'd love to be featured in your Pay Black Women segment, we are down to consider you for that. But again, we ask that you remember that we are black women as well and we deserve to be paid as well. But this segment is open to everybody that we said that is open to. So who do we have for Pay Black Women this week? So we got a T-mail. Really quick and cute, but I will read it to everyone. Hi, Queen and Jay. I hope y'all are enjoying a month off from the podcast and experiencing some joy and healing. This is the GoFundMe to my dear friend who is a black trans woman raising funds for facial feminization surgery. She tells her journey and reasons for surgery on the GoFundMe page. Many thanks and blessings to you both, Morgan. So I looked at the GoFundMe page and... They still need money to make their goal, so we want you guys to donate. Robin, the person whose GoFundMe page it is, the money that they're raising is for the facial feminization surgery, for her travel, and also for housing while in recovery. Because mm-hmm. she has to travel, I believe, to another state to get the surgery. So that is what all of these funds for the feminization surgery and all that stuff, that's what that's for. We have the donation link to their GoFundMe in the show notes so yes please donate if you can white people if you have not already sent your fucking tithes or 10 percent of your income somewhere we recommend and suggest you send that shit to robin send robin your motherfucking money that was good that was a good one thanks for that Mm -hmm. so you want to take a break real quick yep let's take a break money 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 <laughs> Money. <laughs> Do you know what this year is? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like giving black women year. your money. Yes, give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, okay, yo. Okay, okay. So, so how do they give black women their money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh yes, yes. We do this dope ass women's race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week. week. Sometimes and, twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website. Yo. TeamSpeenandJay.com. Hit that donate tab. Mm-hmm. And we have two options there. So two. Can, two. You become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yo. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice. That's right. On how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we will shit. We use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandjay.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice oh my god we're gonna get money again <laughs> all the time yes and we're black all the motherfucking time you have a news that's not news story that i want to hear i do i guess even though we were free we were still slaves in the mind Nothing. Could you just tell the listeners what News That's Not News is? Yes. Our News That's Not News segment is when we highlight news stories that are either not highlighted in mainstream media, but we think are important, that are covered in mainstream media, but not the way that two black womanist race nerds from the Bronx would cover them, or shit that you already heard, but we think needs to be emphasized here on Tea with Queen and Jay podcast. Queen, what do you have for News That's Not News? Okay, let's take a deep breath, everyone. 
Inhale. Exhale. I did that backwards, but I am breathing. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Jay. Good job. Thank you. When I was getting all the information together for this story, it was a lot for me. So mm-hmm. I wanted you all to breathe in, breathe out, you know. And now drop, now drop, now that's that man scoop. Okay. Hey. All right. So relax your face muscles. Yes. Make sure your tongue is not touching the roof of your mouth. Yes. Like relax all of that shit. Your relax your chin, all of that, your jaw, everything. All of it. So for more than four decades, North Carolina's statewide eugenics program forcibly sterilized almost 7,600 people, many of whom were black. Um, so all of that is from the Justice for Sterilization's Victims Foundation. They're the ones who got these numbers, did the studies and all of this stuff. So they made it impossible for folks to reproduce or conceive mm. is what this Content is. Content warning for eugenics. Yes. And I got this article from the News Observer. Just so you know our source. So the act of genocide eugenics program tried to breed out black people in North Carolina. That's the result that they wanted um, while Mm -hmm. doing this. From the article, Duke University professor William A. Darity Jr. co-authored a report published in the American Review of Political Economy that correlates 10 years of forced sterilization in counties across the state with the number of unemployed black residents finding the program was all but designed to breed them out, according to a university news release. So just for further context on how we're using the word eugenics in this particular instance is it's another word for selective breeding of humans. So you want only the humans you want to breed, basically is what that is and what was going on here. From the article again, this suggests that for Blacks, eugenic sterilizations were authorized and administered with the aim of reducing their numbers in a future population. So this, in other words, is genocide. This specific quote is what was in the report that they made after doing all of this research and investigating and all of that. So what happened as a result of the reports that they put together the research, through all of that stuff to put this report together. The Justice of Sterilization Victim Foundations established, this was established in North Carolina by the Department of Administration back in 2010. They made it so that reparations were paid to survivor victims of the state eugenics program because they, they made it so that the state set aside $10 million to pay out these folks, which, you know, sounds like great news. And it was reported that checks were mailed out. First checks were mailed out and written for like $20,000 each and started to be mailed to folks in 2014. But the issue is that this was not paid out to the individuals who had been sterilized by local health and welfare departments. These are people who were on, I guess, on a more state level, but there were also other okay. folks who were sterilized because they were in welfare programs. And yeah, and $20,000, that's not really a lot, really, if you think about no, what it's was not taken from you. And that was only yeah. mailed to 220 mm-hmm. people splitting... 10 million dollars you know so that was yeah. not enough but that doesn't total the large amount remember earlier i said that it was about seven thousand and six hundred mm-hmm. people who were right. sterilized so that's just a very 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 small percentage of people who barely got any monetary restitution for what happened with that so north carolina isn't the only state that had these kind of programs going on they're actually 
pretty common. But what they were doing in the, I think, believe in the 20s is when they started this, is that they were targeting, because this is an ableist fucking world, they were... Ableist? The intent, yeah, ableist world, they, the intent, in air quotes, was to target people with illnesses or disabilities or people living in state institutions. So if these okay. people are disabled or have some kind of chronic illness or something like that, then they shouldn't be able to procreate. According so, to this. Yeah, so that's how mm-hmm. these eugenics programs in the United States began, and then they extended on with going to poor people, basically, mm-hmm. in particular black people. So in particular for North Carolina, their state's eugenic sterilization laws extended directly to recipients of welfare. So that's how, for North Carolina in particular, it spread out to other populations outside of them being ableist, right? And when that happened, most people who were sterilized were white women and then black people, kind of just period. Um, hold on. Is this a lot? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm feeling the same feeling. I, was like, I felt like I read this before. I could just read it. Mm. Ooh, okay. Okay. So Darity, that's the professor that I mentioned who started this study with other co-authors analyzed more than 2,104 sterilizations that occurred between 1958 and 1968 in North Carolina. And they specifically looked at, you know, what most known as the surplus population. So that's people who are not a part of the labor force, often need government assistance um, and things like that. They noticed that during that 10-year period, the sterilization rates were parallel to the numbers of surplus population. Do you understand what that means? Um, no. When they look at the 10-year period and they look at the numbers, the same amount of people who were sterilized are related to the amount of surplus population that they had okay. in those places. Got it. And okay. huge amounts of those populations were black people. So it just concludes that they were sterilizing black people and oh, only okay. What you what's missing here is only when the population is black. So if the if the surplus population was white in a location, then it didn't. Yes, it didn't yes. Match. Thank you. Right. Yeah, exactly. So okay. it didn't it didn't matter. So, but if the surplus was black people, then it's like oh, it's caused to use this law mm-hmm. and sterilize these people. Dag, yo, how do you like? I don't know. It's just funny how they turn up the the levels of like racism, right? So this whole sterilization thing is already fucked up. You're already sterilizing poor people, mm-hmm. most of which in this scenario are black people, mm-hmm. right? But you're sterilizing the poor, allegedly. Yeah. You're just sterilizing poor folks, disabled folks, everybody. Unless like the rates of doing that, like you, it looks like people make personal choice and be like, oh, we're not going to sterilize this one if we're talking about white folks yeah, or non-black folks, right? Exactly. But when it comes to black folks, it's like your life already doesn't matter. So, so I'm not going to look at this with any level of like discernment, let's sterilize. Yeah. Even though it's all whack, it's just interesting sometimes to me looking at the levels of like how, 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 like, deep, how low can how we get? How deep it goes. How whack like, into this can we get? Yeah, just lay them low and spread them wide. <laughs> gutter snipes like how they just 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 the the depths to which white supremacy will go to keep specifically in the united states they really really want to keep the white population as like a majority population like and we see how they're strategically that this is literally them saying 
make sure that black people don't procreate because mm-hmm. we don't want more black people. Like, let's already extend but, this bullshit-ass law, right? This is already yeah. a bullshit-ass, ableist-ass law. But, wait, there's more. Let's extend it. So, if you're mm-hmm. a black person who isn't contributing to the workforce in the ways that we need you because we need you for labor, and you're not contributing mm-hmm. to that this system with your labor, then you shouldn't have children. So, you should just, whatever you are, should just die with you right. so you don't produce some children who don't feed into labor the labor system mm-hmm. that we need it's gross mm. this is this is america like this is not that far this is not that long my grandmother mm. my, my maternal grandmother is from north carolina oh yeah mine too and came here in the 20s so by well by way of baltimore but yes came here came to new york i think i think in the 40s because she she could have definitely been a part of this yeah you know mm-hmm. and it's not that far removed because people like to think right. that for some reason our history is mad far away that's not mm-hmm. far away this is just my grandmother this is within mm-hmm. my grandmother's young life yeah that's disturbing mm-hmm. it's making me think about like the lengths like this allegedly is not happening anymore but it makes me think about the lens to which the majority population will go to make it so that we don't exist when it comes to like voting to make it so that yeah. our population and people can't vote yeah. to make it so that poor folks can't vote to make it so that um formerly incarcerated people can't vote to make it so that houseless people can't vote it's just like all the, the lengths to which they go to make sure that they remain the supreme power force mm-hmm. in the world and the country is just really like it's intense. And it's intense. you said, like, this isn't happening right now, but something's happening now. You know, like, yeah. we're not going to know until someone... That's does, not happening yeah. now, but yeah. Some, we're not going to know right. until a study comes out and whoever, yeah. uh, whatever is, you know, like, this is a study mm-hmm. that, that started in the early 2000s about something mm-hmm. that was happening for 40 years in North Carolina mm-hmm. that stopped in the... When did it end? On paper, ended in the 70s. Mm-hmm. You know, from 1929 to 1974, on books mm-hmm. you have that these things were happening. Like, mm. it's just gross and disgusting. And I am never surprised, but always disappointed when I've learned new shit about this fucking country. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's all I got. Want to take a deep breath? Hmm. Yes, that's fucking terrible. Yeah. Thank you for that information. Uh, you're welcome. You know, just... About how terrible. Just... Oh, it's a yeah. lot. It's a lot. All right. So, are you ready to throw? <clears throat> you need some time? No, I'm okay. I'm all right. Let's do this. Let's throw some motherfuckers in the pit. Yo, that will excite me. <laughs> Who the fuck is this asshole? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. Let's do it. Yeah, let's throw someone in a pit. What is a pit, Jay? The pit is where we put people, places, and things who are trying to fuck with our black ass, black joy. People, places, institutions who are trying to inhibit our black ass, black joy, trying to stall that shit, trying to suppress that mm-hmm. shit. We put those things, people, places, and things in the motherfucking pit. Yo, who are you throwing in the pit this week? All right, so just to give y'all, I'm going to do a little story build up. So Jay and I I have been doing this podcast for, how long have we been doing this? I'm horrible with time. Uh, Six years. Six years. And we 
recently we're talking about like okay let's revisit we revisit lots of times of making the podcast a little more accessible and having transcription done right it's mm-hmm. just been something that's been incredibly yeah we ha- we we haven't done it yet but it is like it's always it's, it's o- on our to-do list yeah and it's always a conversation to, we revisit and we try to plan right. and think of how we can, how can we do, do it this, and, right yeah economically and like labor wise and who does it and how does it get done and all that stuff yeah mm-hmm. so we had a conversation recently and we were we were talking i was like again yeah because we do we revisit this conversation often because mm-hmm. it's important mm-hmm. to us and let me say this we're not repeating that to say that we like we're not trying to pat ourselves on the back because we still haven't fucking transcribed the fucking show we're just saying that we talk about it all the time yeah we said that <laughs> but okay. so we were when we were talking about it i'm like wait a minute like why don't these fucking podcast apps fucking do this like mm-hmm. they have the resources they yep. have the money like yep. on average when jay and i was trying to figure out the money for us to do it on average for our show we're an hour and a half long it'll cost between it, it could cost between 360 dollars to about 720 dollars a month which mm-hmm. is a lot for us right mm-hmm. so when those numbers came up it was like nah like these podcast apps could afford to do that and why yeah. are they not doing that like they should mm-hmm. be doing this. Like we and we yeah, and we know that there are services, right? So there are services that will like Trent does transcription or whatever. Somebody still has to go back, read that shit, make sure that there's no errors, errors make sure that it's clear. That's that's time, yep. that's labor, that's money right yeah. there. A- after you pay like Trent's monthly fee or whatever. Yes. So there's that. We on this podcast speak a lot of AVE. So that's mm-hmm. other labor whatever going back to fix whatever the app or trend or whatever did but it's just it's just annoying and upsetting that as podcasters we do provide free content for these apps no one would fucking go to their apps Mm -hmm. if we didn't create podcasts and send our feeds to their apps and do this shit Spotify, mm-hmm. you have fucking money. Apple Podcasts, you have fucking money. Like these are the bigger mm-hmm. podcasts. Y'all can fucking do this shit. Yeah. Apple Podcasts does this with songs on the music app. You can do mm-hmm. this for podcasts. Spotify, y'all all, all going across the world buying the fuck every any kind of audio. But you thing. know what? You know what? When like in smaller podcast conversations, when Spotify comes up, niggas be like, Spotify don't got no money. That's what they <laughs> want us to believe. They don't got no money for, for whatever reason. They're running around buying up everything. They're going around buying up everything all of these pod- money all us. of these podcasts fucking the bigger ones so i'll say google Podcasts, um apple mm. Podcasts hasn't done a contest but spotify you're doing all these fucking stupid contests for people to fight to the death so they could get some money so they could fucking <laughs> have a podcast and do all of this dumb shit use the money for that you have the mm. resources for that you have the staff for that you have the technology to make that something that can be a little more seamless than it would be for like most of us independent podcasts who are putting this together right. you have the means to make this whole podcasting space accessible like if tv if, if netflix and tv and fucking youtube even though their fucking closed captioning isn't like popping 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 especially if you speak in mm-hmm. ave there there's they still make something happen there's closed captioning for TV shows. There's closed yeah. captioning on your Hulu and your Netflix or whatever. Y'all have the means to do this shit. Y'all have the means mm-hmm. to make this audible thing transcribed so that it could right. be accessible for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, what the mm-hmm. fuck? 
This shit is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, Yeah, podcasters shouldn't have to come out their individual fucking pockets to transcribe their individual show when motherfuckers are going to to platforms to absorb this like content. We send people to your apps. Yeah, they would not be going to these apps if these podcasts were not there. We know that this shit is possible in some kind of some way because at, I'm pretty sure at some point people pushed and advocated for TV and whatever to provide closed captioning with their shit, right? Mm-hmm. So it has to start mm-hmm. with podcasting too. Y'all need to make these apps accessible, right? right. It's it's upsetting me and my homegirl right it is upsetting. that we cannot be as accessible as we want to be because honestly we can't aff- it's a hefty it's a hefty financial burden and or a hefty labor burden yes. right so if we equitably pay somebody else to do it it's a hefty financial burden mm-hmm. and if one of us does it it's a hefty labor yes. burden to do it honestly you know that doesn't mean that it won't get done but that has been the hesitation in doing it. And uh, uh, the other piece of this is that white supremacist patriarchal capitalism sets it up so that accessibility is expensive, yes. right? So yes. like, instead of considering everybody's needs, instead of considering the needs of disabled folks, instead of considering the needs of handicapped folks, instead of considering the needs of people who consume information differently. It's like, okay, we're just going to provide this one standard and everybody else has to like fend for themselves or whatever. And that's, that's like across, you know, across industry, across whatever accessibility is considered expensive. It's considered an inconvenience because of the expense, because of the labor or whatever. And so it's like, okay, well, we'll just make it this extra add on and we won't worry about these people um, who have different needs because they're not a priority. And so we're not going to invest in that. And so basically it kind of, it's like saying that that, that they don't matter. You know what I'm saying? It's saying that they don't matter. And it just feels like, um, it feels like that's the culture and that's the way that we treat accessibility. Mm -hmm. Um, in this country, at least, I imagine. Now, I, I around actually, the world, no, I as a, as a majority, world, I was watching a video of um, what do they call triple cripples? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. they have a video on their page, and uh, one of them was like, you know, they're they're in England, and they're like, mm-hmm. y'all colonized the whole fucking world, and y'all can't make trains accessible. Like y'all got right. y'all got the funds. Mm-hmm, y'all got the funds. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that was. Uh, Kim yes, Oliver, thank you. Y'all got the funds. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. They do. They have the mm-hmm. funds. They don't care. And they don't, they're not... They just don't care. Yeah. They don't care. And and you're, like you said, they don't think these people matter. And they do. Mm-hmm. And it's... It's mm-hmm. it's it's not. It's like... It's too late in the game. Right. Podcasting. Come on. It's too late mm-hmm. in the game. Y'all trying to, like, make your apps do all of this other stuff? Like, do that. That's true. They do be investing in mad, mad other shit. Yeah, like, do that. Mad shit. Yeah. Like, you... I'm sure. I'm sure there's some fucking tech head with an API to make that shit work and do what it gotta do. Mm-hmm. You just don't care, right. and you think these folks don't matter, and it's fucked mm-hmm. up. It's mm-hmm. fucked up. And as the you know, me and Jay are prioritizing and trying to figure out how we can make that work. But that that came into my head when we were like troubleshooting and trying to figure out how we could do it. Yeah, that. when we were like looking at the prices of this shit, it was like, yo, why why are why is tea with Queen Jay? And Jay? 
Why is this little podcast that fucking could, okay? Shout out to Essence Podcast. <laughs> why are we why are we trying to figure out how, how to... to do this? Like, or or even not that why are we trying to figure out how to do this? Like, cause we were all for it. We were like, all right, finally yeah. it's time to do this or whatever. And then we actually fucking looked at the shit and did the math and cross-referenced and cross-checked and got a quote and got another oh, quote. And, and then I asked, was like, all right, well, maybe I could just suspend my life. Yeah, yeah. So it it was just like, yo, what the why the fuck? Why the fuck aren't these big corporations who can afford this shit? Why aren't they doing it? But what I will say while we're talking about it, if one of you white people who's listening to this show wants to transcribe the podcast, with whether you want to dedicate your time, like if we pay for Trent to do it and then you do the double check and fix that shit that could be helpful if you want to dedicate your time to tv community Day podcast we have to tell them that. the difference between chile and chow if we have to do that <laughs> if then don't volunteer okay don't fucking volunteer saying, if we chow. have to tell you the difference between chile chili and chow okay oh my what a, oh. <laughs> this episode is a roller coaster okay um yeah so if you want to volunteer to do that white people that would be cool if you want to pay for transcription for tea with queen and j podcast you could do that um you could do that by like if you have a service already that you want to pay for we prefer to pay a black person to do that yep but yeah so if you want to pay somebody to do that for us and have it done well and include our aave in the transcription that would be cool if you want to donate more to the podcast assuming you don't already donate if you want to donate assuming you do donate if you want to donate more to the podcast white people so that we can take time away from our other projects to transcribe it ourselves Mm -hmm. you can do that too but yeah any support if you are somebody yeah black person if you like seem to have an excess of time i don't know where you would get that as a black but (laughs) if you have it where you get that time from Where'd you get that time? Look at that Where, nigga on that time. Where'd you get it? <laughs> anyway, yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome to like volunteer your time too. We just know that I feel like the burden of this shit should be on able-bodied white people. Mm-hmm. So yep, if agreed. you are an able-bodied white person who can put your resources forth to help transcribe Tea with Queen and J podcast, we would greatly appreciate that shit. That would be cool. We're going to continue to work on that, yeah. on this. It's important to yep, us that we is. do have the show transcribed. Yep. We want to get better with accessibility just all around. Yeah, we do. In that area and just in general and not being, you know, ignorant to that or like like holding and maintaining the systems that keep shit inaccessible yeah. to everybody. Mm-hmm. So we're working on that shit, whether niggas help us do it or not. Yeah. And I mean, niggas is in the collective society of people. But yeah, able-bodied white people. What's good, yo? Yeah. Sh- but I thought it was important to to yell at the corpse and shit because mm-hmm. usually it is the marginalized who ends up doing right. like the fucking work. And it's like, nah, let me start yelling at these people. And maybe if the conversation gets started, it can be extended, and we can make mm-hmm. it happen so that these fucking podcast apps make these podcasts accessible. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Thank you for that. Yeah, it's just it's just really annoying because you try to be, you try to be ethical, you try to be whatever. That's a, but I, that's why I kind of often say like, how ethical can you be when you're a marginalized person? Because you're trying to hmm. push against 
these systemic things or these corporate right. structures that are set up the way that they're set up for a reason. You know, so it's hard. It's really, really mm-hmm. hard. Even though you like really, really, really fucking want to do it, it it, right. it can sometimes make you feel defeated because it's mm-hmm. something you really want to do, and you know it is. You know you should, and mm-hmm. you know makes it difficult for it to happen. So I want to yell at them motherfuckers because you don't have to have the gripes and feelings that we have. You you fucking mm-hmm. have the fucking money to do it. I feel that. Yeah, black people. If you happen to be a black with an excess of um, financial resources, you're welcome to support us in that endeavor as well. But I I do expect an able-bodied white person to do that. So. Yeah, that's my expectation. That as the fuck well. I'm throwing that shit out there. No. I'm trying to think if I'm upset about anything. I am upset about something, but I don't know how to fully have that conversation yet. I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. I'm still upset about transformative justice. Ooh, chow. Yeah. Chile. Chile. That one is actually Woo Chile. Yeah. Woo Chile. We'll stick a pin in that because we got things to say. Yeah, we did a motherfucking show. Thanks again to everybody who listened to our last episode with Kimberly Foster of For Harriet. We know a lot of y'all enjoyed that. And to everybody who gave us mad love for coming back from break, we appreciate you. Mm -hmm. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Be sure to follow us on all the social meds. We are at T with QJ on Twitter and Instagram. We are T with Queen and J on Facebook and Tumblr. You can check out our website, T with Queen and J dot com. And send us your team mail at T with Queen and J at gmail dot com. We also got a P.O. box. Finally. Okay. Six years later. Six years later. (laughs) If you had a gift that you wanted to send send us. us, Somebody wanted to send send us us plants. That listener. Yes. Hey, listener. We'll take your plants. If you are somebody who wanted to send us a check for some reason Mm -hmm. and we haven't been able to receive those before, whatever, you can send us a check via our P.O. box. Just hit us up at some some moment. I'll fucking we'll put it on the website. But in the meantime, you can just hit us up and we'll send you our P.O. box information. And what else? Anything else? No, that is it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Cool. What hashtag are you fucking with this week? I don't have one. Um, okay. I'm going to go ahead and fuck with disability to white. Because mm-hmm. disability fucking matters, yo. And there are black disabled people. And those lives matter. Yes. And um, that's what's good, yo. And hashtag Ja Rastafari. Shit. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Shit. Yeah. I don't. I don't. don't me upset. I don't know. I wonder do they hashtag Ja Rastafari. I'm not in that algorithm. You've never looked. You're right. I'm not on Rastafari Twitter. (laughs) This podcast was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Janicia and a black girl named Naima. T with Queen and Jay. We turn up responsibly. What's up, New York? When you're riding a train or bus, wear a mask. Show your fellow riders respect. And it's the law. Do the right thing. It's up to us, New York. Hola, Nueva York. Cuando se suba al autobús o al metro, póngase la máscara. Respete a los pasajeros. Y es la ley. Hágalo correcto. Está en nuestras manos, Nueva York.